This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On this week's show, Dune has a sandworm size opening at the box office. Spider-Man No Way Home is Spider-Man Endgame. And we're starting a new series called Film 101. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And if this is somehow your first time joining us, we want to welcome you to the show where we talk about all movie and TV news. Uh, We give reviews. We give our points of view on things. And, um, you know, Adam... We do all those things? We do all those things. And just before... Um, we started recording. I was actually eating um, a classic movie theater um, snack. Popcorn. Um, no, it was. Um, is it Mike and Ike's? Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, yeah, Mike yeah. and Ike's. Um, so usually when I go and see a film in a movie theater, um, theater, I like to, I like to eat some some snacks. Um, Mike and Ike is one of them, yeah. but. You know, whether I'm seeing a movie or a film and it's in a cinema or it's in a theater, um, I generally like the the movie or film snacks, if you will. Nice. So today we're talking about, if you didn't catch my drift yet, um, what is film? Do In what terms do we use? Do we use film? Do we use movie? What, what's, what's the difference? Um, but before we get to any of that, what have you been up to this week, Adam? Actually, even before I get to my recommendations, I... Uh... <laughs> I have a few things I want to talk about in my recommendations, but before I get to that, um, I wanted to uh, circle back, because at the end of last week's show, I uh, talked about the website a little bit, mm-hmm. and I have some more firm details on the website, so if you didn't stick around to the end of last week's show, basically what's going on is uh, the web address that we've been using for the last two years from from a certain point of view dot com. Uh, that's going to go away, uh, just simply because that costs money, and you know, we, Josh and I just do this for the fun of it we don't make money on this show so you know spending money every year on a website just kind of didn't seem uh, feasible anymore so in the next few days very we're both very cheap as well so that's another reason yeah i mean we yeah we have families and mortgages and all that good stuff (laughs) um so in the next few days uh a new version of the website will be coming up it'll look a little different it'll have all the same content that the old website had uh the new address is going to be facpov facpovpodcast.wordpress.com so uh that'll be coming in the next few days and will that um will you put that website in the show notes as oh, well oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one yeah. of the things that's going to take me time is to update everything because there's no one easy way to update all this stuff so right right so gotcha. since i've had the website plastered all over everything we've done for the last two years i'll be updating and changing through. a lot of things 
Yeah. So it'll be fun. So any recommendations for us yeah. this week, Adam? I'm trying to think of how I want to do this because I have a few things I want to talk about. I, I, I've got myself caught up in the third season of What We Do in the Shadows, and I've talked about that show on, on this podcast before, and I love that show. It's hilarious. That's the uh, Taika mm-hmm. Waititi uh, vampire mo- uh, mockumentary type style show. It's on Hulu or uh, FX, I believe, and it's downright hilarious. Uh, very irreverent, very inappropriate for kids, but absolutely <laughs> hilarious, and I love that show. And if you haven't watched it yet, Halloween week could be a good time to do that. You know, there's all the spooky stuff on there, but it's really funny along the way. Uh, so got myself caught up on that. I had a blast doing it. I started something else though uh, this past week, and I started watching. And maybe you know us doing or starting a new series about you know some of the greatest movies of all time had me in the mood to do this. But I started watching movies that I've never seen before. Okay, you uh, meant greatest films of all time, right? Well, no, I meant th- th- this is all cinema. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so any um. I started last week actually with uh, the Public Enemy, the James Cagney movie, uh, the gangster movie, kind of loosely based on Al Capone. Uh, so I started with that last week, really enjoyed it. Um, but then my wife and I, uh, Denise and I, watched uh, Saturday Night uh, The Shining, uh, which is a movie that I've never seen before. And yeah, me neither. Just today I watched uh, um, Dracula, the Bella, the Bella Lugosi 1931 black and white movie. I've been having a lot of fun going back and watching, you know, these old movies. And uh, in, in case you're curious, uh, The Shining and Public Enemy, we watched those both of those on HBO Max, and uh, Peacock had uh, Dracula. So it's been a lot of fun going back and just, you know, watching stuff that I have never seen before, first of all, but then also just classic stuff, you know, and... Uh, I guess what I'm saying, if uh, if 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 you're not gonna watch any, just you know maybe watch something new. You know, instead of rewatching Star Wars for the nine thousandth time, you know maybe check out something that you've never seen before that everyone talks about. You know, that has built itself a legacy in uh, you know American film history, cinema history, whatever we're gonna call that at the end of the show. Um, you know, maybe go back and check out something new because you, you got these streaming services that have this stuff. It's available to you most likely. I mean, uh, you know, even if you don't subscribe to, you know, one of the ones I mentioned there, I'm sure you subscribe to something else that has something on there that you've never seen before that is worth your time. So that's what I am recommending this week. I like it. Um, I definitely need to go back and watch some of those, um, ones that I haven't seen the shining being one of them. Um, you know, I, I actually had a lot of fun with the shining. It was, it was, it was really cool. I've been meaning to watch that for quite yeah. some time now, especially with the whole, um, what was the one with you and McGregor? Um, it's kind of, Oh, it's Dr. Maybe. Sleep or something like that. What was it? I oh, was it Dr. Dr. Sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Dr. Sleep. Um, so yeah, I need to watch that. And we talked last week kind of about, I think, about the Godfather and those mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. films and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for me this week, I, I'm going to have to recommend because the only thing new that I really watched this week, I just actually started it 
earlier tonight um, was another Apple TV Plus show um, that just premiered. It's called Invasion. Um, and it has, oh, what's it, is it Sam Neill? Is that who was in Jurassic Park? Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's in there. Um, the other actors and actresses were somewhat unknowns as far as I could tell. Um, okay. But I was really intrigued by it. I mean, it's obviously like an alien invasion type show and the build up so far has been really good. I'm really, they're telling like a few different storylines about a few different characters simultaneously. And they're all experiencing this event and these things that are happening around the world that are weird. Like all these kids in this school, like have no ble- nosebleeds except this one kid. And then there's other stuff that's going on. just weird stuff's happening. Um, okay. And I'm really intrigued. You know, I haven't even, I still have like 10 minutes left in the first episode, but I'm going to throw that out there to check it out if you have Apple TV Plus, because so far I'm I'm definitely like feeling very pulled into it and I want to keep watching. And that brings us to our one question to rule them all for this week. So last week we asked the question, um, which film are you looking forward to the most after watching DC Fandom, aside from the Batman? The choices were The Flash, Black Adam, Aquaman 2, and Shazam 2. And The Flash took this one with 64% of the vote, followed by Black Adam with 20%, and then Aquaman and Shazam each got 8%. Um, So I think both of us agreed last week that we were definitely on board for the flash the most out of these. So I think we agreed with our audience members that voted here too. Um, So definitely looking forward to that. This week's question though, is about a topic we're covering today. And and that is which term do you find yourself using more often? Um, Do you find yourself saying movie more often or film more often? So Adam, I'll, I'll let you take it first. Uh, I'd probably say movie more often. I, I, I know that I say film sometimes, and I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just when I'm trying to be fancy or what, uh, but I, I definitely, more in my everyday life, I'm going to watch a movie or, you know, I'm going to go to the movies you know, with mm-hmm. friends or whatever, the, yeah, but it's movie for me. Yeah, I think for me it's probably actually film um, because, but it depends on the context um, and maybe I'm being a little like a bit of a, a film snob and, you know, I'm like into the award shows and stuff like that. So like, I like that, that film term. Um, but it, it also depends on the context. Like if I'm saying what I'm going to do tomorrow night and I'm going to see a movie, but if I'm talking about a particular film, then I'll probably refer to it as a film. So I, I think for me, it just depends, but I kind of lean more towards film. But yeah, that's, fair enough. That's me. But what? But what about you guys out there? We're gonna we'll, we'll put this out as our question of the week. Um, which term do you use more often? And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. Before we get to our main segment, um, we're going to head into the news for this past week. Sold out every copy. 
Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. I make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. I make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is kind of some tragic news. Yeah, you've been following it's, it's, this at all? Um, I've been following it a little bit. I, you know, I, I read an article about what happened on the set of Rust involving Alec Baldwin and a, um, a, a prop. Oh, I don't know. Do you, I don't know if we call it a prop gun or what, because it's like a, they use no, real it's a, it's a real gun. Yeah, yeah. But it was supposed to, you know, have blanks in it. Um, but something happened where something discharged from the gun and. Last I heard, it was, it was a live round. Somehow there was a live round. Yeah, on the set. I think it was that. a live round. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've, I've which I learned more about blanks this week than I have ever thought I would learn, <laughs> ever. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently there is the possibility that as you're shooting blanks, the shrapnel get, kind of gets built up in the barrel, and then you know that shrapnel could actually, even if you're using blank that doesn't have like a like a payload part of the mm -hmm. bullet, that that shrapnel could become that you know type of thing, which is kind of scary. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, it tragically killed the cinematographer and wounded the director mm -hmm. on this film. Um, and I mean, the, the they're doing an investigation to, to see, you know, what, what exactly might have happened here. And it, it makes you wonder how this sort of thing could happen. And um, it made me think about, yeah, like even uh, us talking about this film 101 topic, like what are the roles on the set and, and how would this yeah. happen? Yeah. And, um, you know, something like that. So, and uh, the weird thing is a lot of people were, that were involved on, on the production had actually walked out because of safety concerns prior to this happening, yeah. which I thought was really fishy maybe, or suspicious to say for me, but, um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Adam? Um, I mean, I, first of all, I really feel for everyone involved. You know, um, the family yeah, of uh, Helena Hutchins, I believe is how you say her first name. Uh, you know, she's the one that lost her life in this accident. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel for Alec Baldwin. I mean, I can't imagine how, what he's going through, having you know pulled that trigger without knowing what was what was going on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, see, I saw a lot of crap on the internet this week about this you know like this isn't his fault right right uh, he's you know he's he's handed this gun and told that it's clear and safe and it's not you know mm -hmm. um you know there's prop masters and armors and there's been talk about this armor that was involved in this movie you know i guess she's been uh, you know, doing interviews on a podcast or something, and she said she wasn't sure if she was ready for this type of responsibility. You know, there's all this stuff going around, and it's uh, it's it's mm -hmm. just tragic all around. Like, I mean, of course, when you're handed a live weapon in a real life situation, you should be very careful with this thing. You know, it, it, but on a film set, that's not the, it, it, it's different. You know, you you have to trust the people around you and. You know, that all broke down in this, and you know, like you said, there's been complaints about the, the safety in this movie up to this point, and, you know, that maybe this is all involved in that. Like, it also made me think, like, why do we need, in this day and age, why do we even need to have, you know, a prop gun or a real gun shooting blanks or whatever, I mean... 
can we not just do this in post-production anymore? You know, can, can we you know, have like a starter pistol or whatever that's not discharging any type of live round? Can we just get past that and do do this stuff in post so that this doesn't have to happen again? You know, this isn't the first uh, yeah, time I, in history that this has happened either, you know? I definitely hear what you're saying. I, I think the argument on the other side of that is um, just, you know, and not that this is like a legitimate reason but um it's hard to recreate especially in cgi like the the look of of a gun and a gun shooting and and for the believability of that scene i think that's the reason they use the you know actual guns on on set with with blanks and of course we see the tragedy that that can come from it so maybe it's not really worth it um yeah, my counter to that is that but, <laughs> You, you like Star Wars, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You believe that when they're shooting the pew-pews and the lasers that that's happening on screen, right? Oh, yeah. I definitely do. I, I, I mean, I, I think that that is... I, I think that that legitimately could be done in post-production, you know, where it's believable enough, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, no matter what happens, you're going to have gun aficionados that look at stuff on screen and say, yeah, that's not real. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. no I matter have, what have, you do. I have two best friends that Absolutely. are uh, aficionados and they always have things to about. say. I, like <laughs> it's no matter what you do, you know, it, it's not mm -hmm. going to be 100% true to life. Uh so, you know, with that in mind, I would be happy if it just if that was never uh, an issue again. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe we'll see movement towards that you know, in, in future, on future films. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't need that for me personally. And I, and I bet mm -hmm. that if it went away, I, I don't know who, who would really notice, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely an interesting topic of conversation and, yeah. a, a, yeah. and a shame that, you know, this kind of was the result of, of that. Indeed. But, um, anything else you wanted to say on this? Um, no, I think we're going to move on to other stuff, yeah. I'm definitely going to be looking to see what the results of the investigation are because mm -hmm. I'm just curious, you know, how this yeah. all went down. Um, I hope there was no foul play involved and that it was accidental. Yeah, I really don't um, think that there was foul yeah. play. I mean, I can't... I, I know that there's those conspiracies going around. I really can't mm -hmm. buy into that. But, yeah. Hey, I guess, I guess stranger things have happened, but, like, I don't know. I just... Yeah. For me, it just comes off as a tragic accident. So. Mm -hmm. so perhaps we'll find out in the near future more details. Mm -hmm. um, but moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about Dune at the box office. And um, it did pretty well at the box office. It actually exceeded expectations. I, I think the expectation for Dune in its opening weekend domestically anyways was to pull in around the low 30 million range. Um, but... It actually ended up earning more than that. I think I believe it earned at least forty million over the weekend domestically, and I think cool. worldwide it's currently somewhere above two hundred million. I don't know what the exact numbers are on that, but you know it, it did better than expected. And for Denis Villeneuve, this is actually his best career opening weekend um, for any of his films. Awesome, which good for him is. And I'm excited about that because I want to see a part two. And, and I really hope this means we're going to get a green light from Warner um, 
Warner Brothers or Warner Media, whatever, uh, for mm-hmm. for Dune Part speaking Two. Speaking of, and speaking of Dune Part Two, um, <laughs> you know, I think which isn't officially greenlit yet. No, it is not. Um, but during an interview with Fandango, Villeneuve talked about what making Dune Two would be like if it happens. Um, he says much of the, the the first part is setting up the world, the politics, the characters. And Dune 2 would involve more action and less talking as he tells the next part of the Paul Atreides story, as it says here on ScreenRant.com. So, you know, the first part is, you know, basically laying the groundwork, the basics of the world and the characters and everything. And but he's excited to getting into part two. And he describes it as being a cinematic party. (laughs) So. Yeah, I mean, nice. have you watched part one yet, Adam? No, not yet. I'm gonna watch okay. it at, uh, at some point this this week, maybe. Maybe the... <laughs> things have been nuts around here, but I'm gonna watch it at some point this week. Yeah, I'm ac- I'm gonna go to the theater and see it. See this one tomorrow night. I'm really excited because I feel like this is one that really needs to be seen on the big screen. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I watched like the first like 25, 30 minutes on HBO Max, and I felt like. I felt wrong. I felt really wrong about it. I was like, no, no, I gotta, I gotta see this in the theater. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so I stopped <laughs> myself. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it tomorrow night. So I'm sure I'll have nice. some type of, or we, either I or we will have some type of review for you all soon. Nice. Josh, you a Mel Brooks fan? Um, not that I know of. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I haven't watched a lot of, you know, if any Mel Brooks stuff. So maybe if I did, I would be a fan. So I'm not sure. I am a, I'm a, I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. I love mm-hmm. Mel Brooks comedy and his, uh, takes and spoofs on stuff, you know, going blazing saddles and space balls and, and all that good stuff. I did. I did like space balls. There I will go. say that. There you go. Yeah. One of his, you know, from back in the eighties, one of his really funny kind of, uh, um, collection of skits uh, called History of the World Part 1 is finally getting a History of the World Part 2 and that will be coming in the form of an 8 part Hulu series uh, Mel Brooks will be uh, writing and producing on, on this uh, on this series which is awesome, he's actually in his 90s he's, he's getting up there so uh, wow. it's awesome that he's uh, you know healthy enough and well enough to uh, you know be participating in this because it just wouldn't be the same without him. Um, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, but this is coming. Uh, it's actually going to start production in uh, spring 2022. And uh, as far as I know, no no word yet on you know like when we can expect this thing. But the fact that it's finally being worked on is, uh, is very encouraging and something for me to look forward to. I love uh, the history of the world and I'm uh, going to have to go back and uh, revisit that I think uh, because it, yeah. it's just it's just funny you know and it'll be interesting to see how irreverent uh, he can be because Mel Brooks has not ever been uh, PC uh, in the least so it'll be <laughs> interesting to see what happens you know the first history of the world included uh, some pretty great skits like uh, a musical number about the Spanish Inquisition and uh, a skit about mm-hmm. you know Jews in space <laughs> uh, so it, it's uh be interested to see how, how far he'll push the envelope in, in this day and age. So, so are you saying it's not going to be like politically correct? 
No, <laughs> it will not be. <laughs> I hope it's not. Very good, very some, good. Some um, best, the best, some of the best Mel Brooks stuff is uh, very, very politically incorrect. So. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's comedy, so. Yeah, but that doesn't gotta, fly. You gotta anymore. go there with comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that for sure. So. I'll tell you what, Adam, for our, our next um, news item here this week, this is actually a movie that has I started to forget a little bit about until I saw this this article because, you know, I'm so excited about, I was so excited about No Time to Die. I'm so excited mm-hmm. about Dune, so excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife and The Matrix Resurrections um, that I, you know, Spider-Man No Way, Hunt, no Way Home kind of slipped to the back of my mind. But in a recent interview with Empire, director John Watts, um, teased how big this film could be. He says, we're definitely trying to be ambitious. It's Spider-Man Endgame. Um, you know, name-dropping Endgame as their goal, basically. And Tom Holland also said, when he was first pitched the idea, he said, wow, that would be awesome if we could pull it off. Um, but there's just no way it's going to work. You're just not going to be able to get everyone to do what they need to do. It's just not going to happen. But it did happen, and it's crazy. <laughs> so it's it seems like you know they're not pulling any punches mm-hmm. with with Spider Man No Way Home. It, it's it's basically they're going for that end game type feel. So I'm guessing that means we're going to see a lot of characters involved in this story, a lot of different characters. Um, and this maybe is the kind of the end. I mean, it's the end of the trilogy, um, like right, the Homecoming right. trilogy. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where Spider-Man goes after this, or but but this sounds pretty exciting. Um, so I don't know if this gets you any more excited or gives you any more thoughts or anything like that. Um, I mean, I I think I was kind of expecting this whole multiversal war type thing with this movie. So, mm-hmm. I guess it just kind of confirmed, you know, that <laughs> more or less to kind of expect that type of thing. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of all. That's kind of what I felt when I when I saw that news was, uh, you know, that it seems like it's definitely going that way. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely excited. I don't want to forget about Spider Man, No Way Home because yeah. it's it's definitely on my most anticipated list. Um, finally, this week we're talking about Star Wars. Actually, we're talking about the Ahsoka series which we haven't heard much about until now. And um, the Hollywood Reporter is saying that uh, multiple sources are, are telling the Hollywood Reporter that uh, Anakin Skywalker or Hayden Christensen or Darth Vader um, is going to be in the Ahsoka series in some capacity. So um, obviously this show is supposed to take place in that Mandalorian timeline, you know, like after Return of the Jedi, when Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker are dead Mm -hmm. um, at this point. So could be flashbacks, could be Force Ghost. Um, There's a lot of theories out there. What are your thoughts on this, Adam? Uh, I I I wish stuff like this could stay a surprise, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, that's kind of my main... Thought, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I will say, if it's Force Ghost, that kind of leads me down the question of, you know, why couldn't, you know, Anakin have contacted Ben Solo at all, you know, <laughs> during those times where he's falling to the dark side. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, you know, if it's that type of thing, it might lead it to some interesting things that they'll have to clean up later. Uh, but, you know, mainly I just wish that this could have been a Grogu type supply, surprise. Yeah, it, it seems like there's some things that they're able to keep a surprise and then there's other things that either they're intentionally or unintentionally, you know, whether they're purposefully leaking things to get people excited and get people to watch or, or not. Um, you know, they've, they've kept a couple big secrets, but this one, this one got out and I gotta say, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I'm excited for Hayden. I'm excited as a fan of Hayden's, um, you know, because a lot of people have opinions about his performance in, yep. you know, the prequels and yep. whether that's due to it's about time, his yeah. acting or yeah. George Lucas's writing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just excited that he gets another shot at playing this character Absolutely. and showing us what he's got and his acting chops and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it in both Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I've been wanting Hayden to come back for a long, long time. So, yeah. So I think good for him and, and yeah. good for us to get, to get to see it. But that wraps it up for this week's news, and we are headed to our main segment. Last week, we announced a new recurring segment called Film 101. And so we did, you know, decided to just go ahead and kick it off this week uh, with, with Film 101. Uh, our goal here is in this segment, you know, we want to learn what it means to talk about film and hopefully we can help you as our listeners along, uh, you know, in, in that process as well. Uh, you know, when we were, you know, figuring a segment that would be called film 101, you know, since it's talking all about film, you know, what better place to start than what is film, you know? Um, we talk, and we actually talked about this on the Scarif podcast uh, with Roe and uh, with Chantal uh, at one point during their quick hits uh, segments. And if you haven't checked that out, you should because uh, we're going to be covering some of those same beats here. But I think we're going to take it a couple steps further as well. Uh, so <clears throat> let's just go ahead and get started. You know, basic definition: what is film? Uh, I went ahead and looked it up on Merriam-Webster and. Very simply, it's a movie or a motion picture. Uh, second part of that definition could be the process, art, or business of making movies. So pretty easy, right? Um, if you know what a movie is, you know what a film is. It's kind of interchangeable there until you talk about you know the process or art or you know business end of things. Um, but you know, as always, things kind of can get messy, all right? So. Mm-hmm. I started looking at some of these other things, and, uh, you know, this is kind of where semantics come into play. Uh, you, you can start asking questions, you know, like, what what constitutes a film? Is it is it the media, you know? Because a lot of times, you, you, I actually was looking back in some things, and, you know, you start looking at, you know, when you talk about what is film, some people talk about, the, you know, the first examples of film, and those were... You know, things that, you know, use that bendy plastic celluloid stuff that ran through a camera. Um, mm-hmm. How does that translate today? You know, when we're using some, you know, digital filming processes, you know, if someone makes a movie on their iPhone, is that, you know, what do we, what do we call that? Uh, 
is it a uh, you know particular length or uh, runtime? You know, is that what a, a film uh, would be? Uh, I read a, a really good piece actually on Robert uh, Roger Ebert's uh, blog this week, in, titled "Simply What Is Film." Um, he covered some of this there. Uh, you know, some of the first known films uh, were actually extremely short. You know, so he talked about. Uh, some uh, short films from uh, Le Prince in the 1880s. Uh, these are kind of known as some of the first uses of, of film, and those ran for about three seconds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so if you're talking about those as an example of film, then you kind of, you know, runtime there doesn't really come into play, you know. Right. And then you, you, there's this thing about feature films, you know. Uh, that was kind of used at first to describe a film that could be featured in advertising, right? Uh, hence the name feature film. Uh, later, it came to mean, you know, kind of that multi-reeled, you know, bigger film and that a program was built around. So, you know, you'd, you know, back in, you know, the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, that type of stuff, you'd have a feature film, but it would also be accompanied by, like, a short or a, a newsreel, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen so much today, you know. The biggest, best example of that I can think of still happening would be Pixar stuff. Yeah, you know, even, I really always enjoy their shorts. I think they're right. and, and they're making quite an art out of doing that, you know. Absolutely. And there's even an award category for those for shorts and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, so so far we have this definition of film. It's fluid, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like a, it doesn't have a defining thing like this is how, this is what you talk about film this is when you talk about a movie things get a little bit more messy when we start talking about cinema you know every few months or years you know we get quotes from filmmakers and we just had one recently I forget who it was it might have been Villeneuve right uh, he was talking about yeah. Marvel or something he, yeah he's talking uh, or about comic book movies in general I think yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, the, mo- the probably the most well-known one, of course, is Scorsese talking about Marvel movies. You know, the, you know they aren't right. really con- they don't really constitute cinema for him. And, and inevitably, you have that public outcry that comes back after that. And you know, cinema has to include Marvel movies. So, you know, I went back to Merriam-Webster. You know, not that Merriam-Webster is the be-all end-all of this stuff, but I just wanted to see what they said. And I looked up the word cinema. Josh, do you want to guess what cinema, what the definition of cinema is? I didn't include it in the, <laughs> um, in the outline just because I wanted to ask you. <laughs> don't look at the outline? No, you can't. I didn't put it in the outline because I wanted to be able to <laughs> no, ask you. No, it's not in the outline. <laughs> yeah. um, cinema, man, I don't know, you know, because I, I, I guess I tend to look at cinema and film and movies, I guess, as different things, but mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's a similar definition to to film and, and movies. Yeah, so according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of cinema is... Uh, well, there's there's two definitions. I'll give you both of them. Um, a motion picture or a motion picture theater. Yeah. And the yeah, second see, one I... is movies or the art and technique of making movies. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Um, so another kind of... can be an interchangeable term. Um, see, I always look at cinema as like the place you go to experience film. Or to mm-hmm. experience movies, you know, I I always associate theater and cinema together, and then I associate like film and movie together. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And like, 
I, I think this is kind of the point that I'm coming to here, is that it really depends on your particular way of thinking about these things, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, see, when, when I talk about going somewhere to watch something like that, I just say that I'm going to the movies or the theater. Mm-hmm. You know? I hardly ever say cinema, I think, in my everyday life. Yeah, I don't use the word cinema very often. Um but I, you know, but I, but when I see the word cinema or hear it, I think of the place, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make, it does make sense. Cause like, and I think the way you're putting that is probably the same way that I would think of it too. I would think of the mm-hmm. sign, you know, that like vertical sign outside of a building that says cinema, right? Cinema. Yeah. Or I think a cinemark, you know, cause that's the movie <laughs> theater we always go to, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously there's a very different thought about that out there. You know, uh, Martin Scorsese would not think that the same as right. we do. I yeah. don't think. No, you know, I'm putting words into his mouth. Probably uh, not, because I consider, like, any type of movie or, or film or whatever you want to call it, as, as I, I feel that it all falls into that cinema category. You know, I feel like blockbusters are cinema. I feel like art films or cinema you know that's that's kind of how sure. i look at it and how how i see it but even when you, you think about blockbusters you know would 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 you include endgame in that i would i feel like endgame is belongs in a, in a cinema and that it's cinematic and that you know <laughs> um so yeah i i disagree with scorsese on this one for sure yeah, interesting um yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think in a large way I do too. But the thing is, like he's he's viewing the word cinema as this more um, highbrow experience, right? Mm-hmm. This kind yeah. of the more white collar, more uh, you know, uh, like I don't want to say meaningful, but the kind of that you know more um, artistic, artistic. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. More artistic version of you know a, a movie. Right. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I I, I never really th- think of it like that. I guess. And I think I I put this. I, I think I put it this way on on, on the Scarif show. Like I always think of film as that more highbrow word. Right. Yeah, I agree. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I I and you already said that you kind of use film more universally than I do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when I am when we are doing a a podcast about movies and TV shows and everything, mm-hmm. I do and I do tend to use the word film more just because I feel like oh, it's a little bit more of a a proper word to use when we're talking about movies, you know, with the, the film or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess that's why I use it more. That's fair. I mean, like mm-hmm. I I really think I only use film, uh, you know, when I'm talking about that type of that that type of more artistic movie that like if mm-hmm. i'm really thinking about it like i'm I, I usually use movie i think i usually use the term movie uh, yeah you know but still kind of describing the same thing it's just that we're uh, ascribing um you know roles to these different words right yeah i think it's just um it's it all, it all is about your it's certain point. Of, it's all yeah. about your certain point of view, <laughs> and yeah. and the you know there's a lot of semantics like you mentioned when it comes to this, and there's words that can be used interchangeably, and it, it all comes down to your, I guess your point of view and your perspective on it. I do know that when I hear the word cinema, um, it excites me. 
I, 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 I love that word. Thing going there. What's that? You have a Pavlov thing going there. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> I start drooling, and I, you know. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I love that cinematic experience. I, I I associate it with being in the theater, and I, I don't think even with home things we can do at home with home theater systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. For, for at least with my setup, it's, it still doesn't come anywhere close to the cinema experience the 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 theater experience and and being in that place and um you know getting there and watching the previews and getting popcorn and a drink and you know just the the feeling of the lights going down and in the movie starting and then at the end the credits rolling and um you know sometimes you'll even be watching a movie where the crowd, the crowd reacts or you hear applause at the end or in certain parts. So uh, to me, it's just exciting. And to have it on that big of a screen with the surround sound and um, just really pulls you in, you know? So I, I, that word kind of excites me. Yeah, I I understand that. Uh, One thing I wanted to kind of touch on here also is a feature film. I mean, we talked about feature film before and kind of where that term came Mm -hmm. from. And, you know, we hear it now, too. You know, the, um, you know, pretty much every movie we go to now is the feature, right? Yeah. Uh, but you still hear that term, you know, feature film a lot. And mm-hmm. it hasn't gone away, even though that's not kind of the way we watch movies anymore at, at the cinema. At the cinema. Um, <laughs> so it got me thinking, you know, what is it? What constitutes a, fe- a feature length film? And, you know, kind of like film itself, there doesn't seem to be one specific definition for feature film anymore um instead there seems to be kind of a uh it it depends on who you're talking to (laughs) type thing Mm -hmm. uh so you know i went to wikipedia for all this but a feature film or feature length film is a narrative film uh motion picture or you know movie (laughs) uh with a running time long enough to be considered the principal or sole presentation in a commercial entertainment program like we said that's kind of what we do all the time now Uh, The term feature film originally referred to the main feature-length film in a cinema program that also included a short film and often a newsreel. Um, Most feature films are between, and this is actually interesting, this is a huge gap here, but most feature Mm -hmm. films are between 75 and 210 minutes long. Mm -hmm. The first narrative feature film was the 60-minute The Story of the Kelly Gang in 1906, which was shown in Australia. Uh, you know, so even by definition, if you're going by a time stamp, you know, that first mm-hmm. feature film, that 60 minute, you know, it's kind of below that 75 minute, uh, you know, kind of target. And, and actually even, you know, some of the movies that I'm watching now that I mentioned earlier, the public enemy, you know, uh, Dracula, those are on the shorter end of that too. Right. You know, those don't usually get to 90 minutes you know those are usually kind of mm-hmm. uh, and i i honestly now that i said 90 minutes i i honestly thought 90 minutes was kind of the the, the gold standard and yeah. finding out that that's not really the case mm-hmm. uh to take that a step further wikipedia also says that the notion of how long a feature film should be has varied in, in you know according to time and place uh according to the academy of motion picture arts and sciences, the American Film Institute and the British Film Institute, a, fil- a feature film runs for more than 40 minutes. 
Uh, the Screen Actors Guild asserts that a feature film's running time is 75 minutes or longer. Mm-hmm. And the... This is French. The Centre National de la Cinématographie in nice France there. I, defines I it, it as... <laughs> You gotta just assert it. <laughs> um, <laughs> defines it as a 35 millimeter film longer than 1600 meters, which is exactly 58 minutes and 29 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, uh, um, very specific. And I, I mean, you know, 35 millimeter film is, it, yeah. Like I said, we, a lot of people are going to digital. It doesn't, you know, how, how does that translate? You know? Yeah, I I feel like um. I lean towards the Screen Actors Guild um, yeah, probably, definition yeah. of, of like 75 minutes or longer. And it doesn't specify which type of film it needs to be on or anything like that. Sure. Although I do think a good topic of conversation for us at some point would be like, you know, what what are some of the your favorite films or best films that are 35 millimeter films? You know, I wouldn't even actually, have to look. I don't even know. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think that'd be interesting to look into that, you know, and, and see which which are our favorites that are actually yeah. on film like that. Um, but yeah, so that's where I kind of fall. Yeah, I, I kind of fall that way too. Like, like I said, I always kind of thought that 90 minute was the thing. And I don't know where I came up with that. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where I read that. I don't know where I heard I, that. I, you know what? I think, I think the thing is there, if you look at a lo- the back of a lot of Disney movies, which I'm sure you have in your time, I think it's that <laughs> a, a lot of them are right around that, like 90 minute runtime mark, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which I think is a good length for, you know, for a, an animated film, mm-hmm. um, you know, and certainly some live action films can make that runtime work. But, you know, usually for me, animation, I'm looking at that 90 minute to 100 minute um, mark in live action. I want it to be closer to two hours or, or depending on what it is, maybe even longer than that. So, you know, that's where I usually. Yeah, but I mean, it's interesting, you know, that that doesn't, you know, that's. You know, kind of like the 90-minute thing for me. You know, even the two-hour thing is kind of, you know, personal expectation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Quantum of Solace wasn't even two hours. <laughs> we talked about right. Bond uh, last week. And, yeah. uh, you know, Quantum of Solace fell short of that. Um, mm-hmm. Something else that we just saw recently uh, was not even two hours, and I forget what it was. And I want to think it was something, I think it was a Marvel of some sort, but I forget what that is. Did you see Venom? Oh yeah, too? Venom was only about ninety so, minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the idea of what is film, I mean, we've learned that it's hard to define, right? Uh, it doesn't seem to have one particular definition. If you had to define film, Josh, right now, what would what would you say film is? If I had to put a definition on it, I, I yeah. would say since you've um, taken the class here, I haven't taken the class. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, it's been a minute since I had that class in college, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the exact definition they gave. But, yep, yep. I mean, I would say, you know, um, a film is a, uh, you know, and, and even when I tr- try to use the word, like, the words motion picture, something that, to me, that feels, like, really outdated even. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to say, oh, a motion picture. I mean, there's still frames. Is, yeah. I mean, a motion it, picture it, it's that still... is at least 75 minutes long and... <laughs> <laughs> um, seeks to entertain its audience. I, d- I don't know. Um, I think it's actually really hard to define film. It's it's hard for me to define it. Yeah. What pop about out, you? How would out. you define it? 
Um, I don't know. Like, it, uh, it's. I'm going back to what I said on the Scare Show, uh, as 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 much as I can recall. You know, I, but it. I, I kind of think that everything is is movies, and then I kind of define them, you know, kind of break them out from there. You know, from, like I said, film for me is kind of that more uh, artful um, mm-hmm. expression on on in a movie like it's hard for me to even say on film because you know like i i think about like like you know iphones now can do some pretty incredible stuff uh you know that can actually look pretty good Mm -hmm. you know um yeah i i know a lot of you know maybe maybe not on set like hollywood stuff you know I, i know that a lot of those still like to use you know film because mm-hmm. it has that look it has that feel but then there's a lot of digital stuff today too you know so it's hard for me yeah. even me to say that the medium matters there let, but, me, let me tell you this here's what i think I, th- I think that a movie can be a film without being on film sure <laughs> if that makes any sense <laughs> Sure. Yeah, like because because for me, I do use the term film a little bit more interchangeably, and and I think it even. You know, let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. um, When a new CD comes out, we used to call you know we called them CDs, we called them tapes even before that, albums. Um, what do you call it? You know, do you call I it an use, album? Do you call usually because now it's like digital or streaming. You know. Yeah, and I hate that. Actually, you know what's funny is I just hooked up uh, my turntable, my LP player, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Denise and I have been listening to records <laughs> this weekend. Nice. And, uh, you That's know, awesome. I actually I actually think, that, uh, honestly, and I'm going to sound like an audiophile here, but I actually think they sound really good, you know? They do. Yeah, they sound great like that. They really do. And I, wanna, like, I, wanna, I need to get one. Even for me, like even more than CDs, I think they, they just have a better quality sound. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it sounds better for some reason. I don't know if it's the warmth that the uh, that the physical media there provides. Um, I don't know what it is, but it really sounds. But anyway, um, I forget even where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, like well, what do but, you what do you call it when like the new? I call it an album. Yeah, me too. I, I prefer the term album and, and, you know, I'll be like, Oh, the new, the new skillet albums coming out next week. Yeah. Yeah. I and and I think album. that's why I prefer film too. Cause I, I kind of like that old school, like term for these things, you know? Okay. So, um, so, so f- would film for you then kind of encompass the whole, the whole thing? Yes. Yes. It, it's, so it, it's not just, the movie the f- film for you then would be the process of making the movie like all of that in enco- encompasses f- film then um y- you know when you're i i would refer to it as they're, they're filming it you know they're sure they're they're currently filming um what if they're you ready? know what they're f- filming dune 2 right now for example um or okay so even I, though they're not actually filming dune 2 the, then you would actually say that you know yeah, yeah. Um, or or I would try. To and use I'm not. Other... I'm not quizzing you. Like I'm not quizzing you. I'm just, you know, if if we're gonna do what is film, I'm, I'm trying to get down <laughs> to a what is film here. 
I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the the whole filming process. I, you know, I I would talk about pre production or post production. You try to use those terms of the process sure. okay. um, that's involved. You know, I can see that. I think that's fair. And mm -hmm. you know, maybe a movie is what comes out of that, right? Yeah. And cinema is where you go to watch a movie. <laughs> for me, and I, and I do think movie and film for me are interchangeable. Okay. Um. You know, I, I use both sometimes. But, yeah, I would say you go to the cinema to see a movie or a film. Okay. Whatever you prefer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. I like it. I, I think for me, I think for me that I, I could I could get behind, you know, film being, you know, kind of the whole the whole shebang, the whole process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, even though when I talk about what I watch, I usually say movie, right? Yeah, I usually don't sure. say film. I usually say movie. Right. Um, and I don't know where cinema falls for this in in in, in my vocabulary. In my you know, because mm -hmm. um, I, I I still I just think of it maybe as like an old timey word that you know yeah. is is just kind of kind of stuck. You know that mm -hmm. interesting conversation though, and you know it, it as usual it all comes down. It to just your comes down to what point, you your yeah. point of view, which is what our show is all about. You know, too, and, so that... and I. I want to say before we go, before we wrap this up, that I, I know that Merriam-Webster probably isn't the best way, you know, to define this stuff, but it was kind of the first yeah. thing that, that I could come across, kind of the most broad general definition here. And I know that if you go to a film critic or and ask, you know, what, what is film? Or if you ask what is cinema, you're going to get a very different answer. You know, so this mm -hmm. isn't the be-all, end-all. And like you said, it comes down to how you define this stuff. You know, if you're in the business, you're going to have a very different definition than what we came up with today. You know, um, cinema for mm -hmm. you isn't just going to be a movie or a place where you watch a movie. It, it's it's going to be something different. You're going to have a different answer. Absolutely. Well, I I enjoyed our first film 101 for sure. Yeah, and um, I'm not, I don't think not all of them are going to be this ambiguous. So. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a little more clear cut maybe in the future. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Thank you for tuning in to episode 102. Hope you enjoyed our talk about film. Josh, I remembered. I have to ask you a question. What did All you right. think of No Time to Die after a second view? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you asked me this because I freaking loved it even more the second time. <laughs> great, great. Um, it easily bumped up to a nine for me um i i really 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 enjoyed it i i, I still loved the things that i already loved but mm -hmm. loved them even more and the things that i had an issue with i didn't have as much of an issue with the second time around um cool. you know i i still have the kind of kind of the villain yeah. issue with i, I think I that's gonna stick for me too yeah yeah i mean the villain wasn't as strong as I maybe would have liked or didn't have yeah, as much of a yeah. connection with Bond as I would have liked. But other than that, I really loved it, and I heard more of the dialogue. I picked up on more things, and, you know, so I I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Good. I'm glad, we, uh, glad I remembered to ask you that thing. Uh, mm -hmm, me too. If you haven't yet, remember to subscribe to the podcast and... Uh, if you're on an, uh, an app like Apple Podcasts that lets us leave a review, uh, please do that. It helps us to get out to more and more people. Uh, we are continuing our watch parties in Discord. 
Uh, last week we ended up doing a uh, three episodes of uh, Star Wars Visions. We watched uh, the, the duel, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody, because Spencer wanted to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. And the Ninth Jedi. <laughs> so we we had a good time watching those. And uh, this week we're going to get back to Stranger Things and watch another another episode of Stranger Things. So join us in our Discord server. It's a free server. You can just click the link and join up and have some fun with us. We do this on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can tune in with us, hang out. You can, uh, if you want to voice chat with us, you can voice chat. If you want to just text chat, we have a, we have just a text chat channel as well. Uh, so you can do it, whatever makes you feel good there. Uh, check out the website. Like I said on the top of the show, that website will be changing. The new address, once again, is facpovpodcast.wordpress.com. Once again, that's facpovpodcast.wordpress.com. That will be in the show notes uh, as well, and we'll be putting that on our socials and on Twitter You know, as things get more finalized there in the next couple days. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, and if you need it, again, remember to check the show notes, or you can check out any of our profiles on social media as well. Uh, social media, since I mentioned that, uh, our Instagram and Twitter accounts are at CertainPOVPod. Our Facebook page is From a Certain Point of View. Our email address is CertainPOVPod at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail uh, by dialing 724-901-1783. Uh, what do you think film is? Do you have a better definition than we came up with? Uh, do you have thoughts on what constitutes cinema or movies or any of that stuff? Let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear it and play it on the show. And uh, especially if you can do a better job than we did. Uh, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you a, a prime spot in, in the show next week and to play absolutely. your voicemail. Uh, so 724-901-1783. Remember, we are part of the Red 5 Network. It's an awesome group of podcasts covering all kinds of geeky stuff. You can find all of the shows on the network at red5network.com and on Twitter at red5network. Uh, you can find me on the internet uh, at the gauze 85 on Twitter and Instagram and uh, writing about Disney on earsgoneby.blog. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722. I pretty much retweet stuff that comes from our certain <laughs> POV pod Twitter, and that's pretty much my activity on there. But hey, you can follow me. Um, and thank you again so much for joining us today. And if it was your first time, we hope you'll come back. And if it was your 102nd time, we, we still hope you come back again. I have a feeling on our next show, we'll be giving you our thoughts and our review, our review of Dune, which I am very excited about seeing. And until next time, just remember that everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view. <laughs>